change and things that will, ha- that will matter nothing in eternity. Today, Lord, we want to do something that will matter in eternity. That's spending time in your courts. That's just sitting at your feet. Some of you are standing in this place. You need to break that alabaster oil and minister the Lord this morning. Some of you need to wash his feet with your tears and wipe his feet with your hair. Say, Lord, at your feet. This is where I want to meet. It's at your feet. Nothing else matters but you this day. I pray, Lord, that the anointing of your spirit shall crush every yoke, every despondency in the name of Jesus. We declare this morning a morning of victory, a morning of total power and restoration in the name of Jesus. We will not leave as we came. This here, Lord, is our here. This is a different here. This is a here of power, Lord. We will see almighty miracles. Come on, believe this with me. That every single day of this year, I will see His mighty miracles. I will see the supernatural power of God. Every year, every day of this year, I declare it in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, if you believe that, I want you to give Jesus a great shout of praise. And give Him a great hand right now. Hallelujah. Come on, before you take your seat, I want you to greet somebody and just say, welcome here at Faith City. Make them feel welcome. Our first Sunday morning uh, in the new year. There's so many people still away on holiday. People that um, left on holiday, so we pray for them all and trust God's protection on them. And um, if you have not been here New Year's Eve, you've missed out. On a, on a powerful word that the Spirit of God gave to the church. Amen. By the way, this here is my here. Let me try that again. This here is my here. I said, this is my here. I believe God to see His miraculous every day of this year. Every day. Every morning I'm going to wake up with an expectation in my heart that God is going to do something for me. Are, are you listening to me this morning? God is going to do something for us every single day of our lives. We have to wake up with an expectation and believe that He is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to do communion this morning, but before we're going to get to the communion, I want to go into the offering, take up our uh, um, tithes and offerings. And before you do that, let me just quickly say this to you. And I don't care what every hypocrite and naysayer says, but God has given us seed to crush the serpent's head. The Bible says in the beginning that God said to, to the devil that the, the seed of the woman shall crush your head. God is still using seed to crush the enemy's head. And it doesn't matter how we look at it. If you don't give, God doesn't give. The Bible says this, give and it shall be given. The only thing that you sow is that which you will reap. And so the reason why we tithe, tithing is number one, we put God first. This is why we tithe. Tithing is not helping the poor. That's an elm. That's different from your tithe. Tithing belongs to the house of the Lord. Tithing belongs to the house of the Lord. By the way, funny that God says when it comes to tithing, He says, taste me. 
Here God says, come and test me and see if I will not do what my word says. Test me and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing on you that you do not have room enough to receive it. And while he says it, while he says it, he says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. In other words, when you're a tither, you don't need to protect your money. You don't hear me. When you are a tither, you don't need to protect your money. You don't have to. You don't have to protect your job. You don't have to protect your business. You don't have to cry out for new business deals. It's God's job to rebuke the devourer for you. And therefore, I'm telling people always, if you have a business, type from your business. Because that protects your business. By the way, your business is a separate entity from you. And you know it as a businessman. It's separate. Tie from your business so that God can protect your business. If you have a ministry, tie from your ministry so that God can protect it. Am I speaking to somebody right now? And, it's, and I know when we come to, to speaking about money, you know, people say, but it's the spirit of Judas that's operating in the church world. Our God, let me just say this, or let me rephrase that. My father is a generous father. He's not a stingy God. You know, I was, I was thinking about this last night. I was praying and it just came to my heart. I said, I said to the Lord, Lord, if I have to go to the shop today, I need money. To buy food, I need money. To put my children in school, I need money. To pay for water, by the way, which my father supplied, I need money. Amen? But in heaven, you don't go into heaven with a dime. Because everything is free of charge. Everything. You're not going to have to go there and say, well, where, where do I have, I don't have money to buy. No, you just come. So why do, why do I say this? Because my father is generous. He's a generous God. He's not a stingy father. I said, he's not a stingy father. And I want to come against every religious spirit that lied to you. Christians is not supposed to be broke, defeated. That's a lie from the devil. If that's the case, why is there streets of gold in heaven? We walk on gold in heaven. Hallelujah. So tithing says, my money does not belong to me, it belongs to God. David said that he says, everything that I have belongs to him. Abraham said to the Lord, everything that you give me, I'll give a tenth or a tithe back to you. You might say, vessel tithing is Old Testament. No, no, no. Read again. Abraham was before the law. He tithed before the law, 400 years before the law. Hebrews chapter 7 says, we still receive tithes. Hallelujah. Glory be to the Lord. So, you have an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, there's three buckets. The brown buckets is to the church. Irvin is there in the back with the card machine. Details are on the screen. And I want to ask the ashes to get our communion ready. You can come as the Lord leads you. Just hold on, I'll show you. 
I want you to uh, quickly lift your hands. Let's pray about the finances. Father, thank you for the opportunity to worship you with our finances because surely it's part of our worship. Lord, we, we want to say thank you for prospering your people. Lord, your word says you shall remember the Lord your God. It's he who gives you the power to get well. It's also written, Lord, that the blessings of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. And we remember you this morning with our finances. We honor you with our substance, as your word says, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. We're going to do a communion right now. And I want, to, I want to say this to you, that from now on, every Sunday and every Wednesday, we're going to do communion. I, I feel strong in my heart. This is what God wants to do. And I, we, it needs to be intimate. It's not just grab something if you want. I want you to take it and just keep it in your hand. The reason why we do communion is because of the word says that we have to do it as often as we are reminded or thinking about Him. So we think about the Lord on a daily basis. And I encourage people, if you can, do it on a daily basis. Do it with your children and your family and take communion. And I want to say this to you. This is a sacred moment this morning. Because the Word teaches us that there's a lot of people that take communion in a wrongful manner and then they die. And then they die. The reason why we take communion is we are reminded of what Christ has done for us. With the bread, we are reminded of His precious body that was sacrificed so that we can be in health. His blood was shed. By the way, it's grape juice. No alcohol served in this church. The, by the way, that's, what, that, that's the same communion that Jesus used, the fruit of the vine. So we are reminded of His blood, that His blood has purchased our salvation and our redemption, and that He broke the curse of sin and, law, and, and the law over our lives, and we are totally free. And let me say this to you, this works better than Ivimectum. This is stronger than any jab. Maybe you have to hear me this side. This works better than the mask. The blood of Jesus will never lose its power. The, the Bible says this clearly. The blood of Christ has power. You know what happened this morning in hell? Hell is shaking. I said hell is trembling because of the blood of the Lamb. Come on, we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And as we partake of this, we partake of His life. This is what Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you cannot be part of me. And this is what we do today. We are partaking of His precious body. So I want you to take the, your, your body biscuit or your bread, whatever they gave you. And I want you to thank God for His precious Son and thank Him for His precious body that was broken so that I don't have to live a life of sickness and disease that He can take me home at an old age healthy. Amen? Come on, would you take that? Thank you, Lord, for your precious body. The Word says, by your stripes, we are healed. Thank you for giving us your body, Lord, so that we can walk in your fullness. And this morning, we can be part of that great covenant, as your Word says, a better covenant. And Lord, we also partake of the blood. And we thank you, Lord, that it's a sacred moment because grace did not come cheap. It cost you your life. And thank you, Lord, so much that we can partake of it and understand that whom the Son of Man sets free is free indeed. And we partake of this, Lord, and we believe your healing power and your protection flows through us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, ushers. If you have not yet received it, just lift your hands and then just come and check this side guys 
Some of you ashes just look to, the, to my left. Just keep your hands lifted if you have not yet received the communion. Sorry, I was jumping the gun. Guys, just look for the hands, please. That's the most powerful weapon, the blood of Jesus. The most powerful weapon. It cures all disease. You know what, what's great? If you go to, to go to a shop and you buy Domestos, it says it kills 99% of the germs. But the blood of Christ kills 100% of the germs. He takes away 100% of the sin. Amen? There's no 1% left. He clean and He heals it all. So we thank Jesus for His precious blood that was shed for us on Calvary's cross. Whom the Son of Man sets free is free indeed. If you believe that you are free, I want you to shout, I am free. Come on, you better tell your neighbor, I am free. Come on, you better tell the enemy, I am free. Nothing that you try will work because I am free. The Son of Man has set me free and therefore I am free in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, do you believe that? Now, listen, I want to be bold this morning. Is that fine? And I want to take authority. Because everything that happens in the natural first happened in the spiritual. And I believe that Jesus said that He has given us the keys. Where's five cities members? Please help me preach in this place this morning. Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind, whatever you lose. So in other words, everything that's happening in the natural happened in the spiritual because the church has done nothing about it. And, and those who's filled with the Spirit of God, those who's got that indwelling power, has just, just seen it happen and has done nothing about it. But the church has the authority to bind, to lose. And I want to do something today. I want to bind something. I want to take authority over the mosque in South Africa. We want to break the power, that stronghold. The government did not give me my oxygen. Jesus did. And you might say the mask work. Why do you need four jabs? A negative COVID test. I'm going to have a big line this morning and pray for people. And people's eyes shall open up and see they lie to us. They lie to us. And by the way, I, I, oh my God, I feel a holy anger on me. That virus only knows to attack when you're in a church, but when you eat, it doesn't come close to you. You can take off, you can take off your mask when you sit at the table, but you can't take it off when you walk into the shop. You better tell me I'm, I'm missing something. It's demonic. I said it's demonic. It comes from the pit of hell. And I say that the church of Jesus Christ will no longer take it. We have to bring high things down this morning. Break every stronghold. Come on. Break it in Jesus' name. What about the COVID? The Bible says what a man fear come upon him. And we only fear God and we fear His word. And the Bible says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Don't you believe in the virus? I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the blood of the Lamb. Come on, I believe in the word of our testimony. That's what I believe in. Come on, am I speaking to somebody right now? 
We need the truth. And I told you 2022 will be the year where God will expose all lies from governments around the world. This COVID nonsense needs to go back to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not a slave of man. I'm free. I'm free. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every mask mandate in the name of Jesus Christ. I command this government of South Africa, Lord, to hear the Spirit of God. And I break that power of darkness now in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that it shall come to nothing. Every state of disaster declared over our nation. We break that power. We break that stronghold. We loosen this nation into your hands, Lord. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name. And I ask you, Lord, that the scales will fall from people's eyes, that they will see the truth, they will know and see what's happening behind the scenes. We will not fall for the Antichrist movement. We will not fall for the one world government. Lord, as long as the church is on the earth, we will rule and we will reign in Jesus' mighty name. So I thank you, Lord. I ask you because of the elect in this nation, because of the righteous in this nation, that you will do something about this mandate of masks in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father. It's turning around right now as your people declare your word by faith. And I thank you, Lord, every state of disaster. I break it, power, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we worship you for this. Amen and amen. We are almost the only nation that's walking around with this nonsense. When I was in America, you don't have that. You don't have that. But we have it here. Because unless you have it, you can't go into my shop. So don't shop there. Very quickly, those shop owners will say, all right, let's stop this nonsense. Let's stop this nonsense. Amen? Are you with me? I want to preach to you today. I'm busy on, on a book on my best friend, the Holy Spirit. It's almost done. And so I want to go a little bit deeper with something in my life. And what I say now is I want to say with um, humility. But a lot of people like to be around me for a simple reason. They feel faith. They feel they can conquer anything. You know, sometimes when I meet with people and they feel like, oh, I'm down in the dumps, spending time with them. Suddenly they will tell me, I feel like now I can do anything. I can cross that mountain, I can rebuke that waters. And it's not because of who I am as a man, but it's because of what I carry on the inside of me. And you have that same ability. I said, you have that same ability. You have the authority of God to wherever you go to shift atmospheres. Oh, you didn't get me. You are the answer to a depressed person. You are the answer to a stressed person. You are the answer to a bounded person, a person that's bound by sin, bound by pain, bound by sickness. We have the answer. I said we have the answer. The Bible says, don't you know that the Spirit of God dwells in you and He yearns after you with jealousy? He says, don't you know that you are a temple of the Holy Ghost? Come on, a temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I want to go on a bit. He says that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Now, now let, me, let me go a little bit deeper on that. He says the same Holy Ghost that operated through Jesus, that filled him to the overflow, 
that raised him from the dead, the same spirit lives in me. You, you didn't get that. It means that that same resurrection power that is in him is in me. And obviously, I, I, I don't have that resurrection power myself. I have it because of him. Because he's the resurrection and because he's the life. Now his life is in me. And because his life is in me, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Come on, I'm not speaking to somebody right now. The Bible says this, that, that Peter, his shadow fell on people and they were healed. Well, we don't believe in healing because you don't believe in the Bible. Paul gave out aprons, handkerchiefs, people were healed. Peter's shadow fell on them and they were healed. Imagine this, your shadow can only release what overshadows you. We have to be so full of the Holy Spirit that when we walk in a mall that people will have to fall on their knees and say that your presence convicts me of my sin. I need to change. Demons must cry out. Come on, in your presence. Because you have that indwelling power of the Holy Ghost that resides on the inside of you. Well, for the two of you that believe that, give Jesus a shout of praise. And if I have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, it changes everything. So today I'm going to speak to you a little bit on the indwelling power. And why we need the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost. Why do we need this indwelling power that to reside on the inside of us? You know, Jesus spoke about this many times. He, he spoke about the comforter that will come. And he, he says three things about him. He says that he will be with us and he will be within us and he will come upon us. So the within us is the reason why he comes upon us and it is the reason why he comes up, uh, within us and is the reason why he's with us. But today I just want to stand still a little bit on, on the within us part. Because the church of Jesus Christ needs the within right now more than ever before. The reason why people are sick in the body of Christ like they are is because there's no power. Okay, I'm going to say that again. The reason why churches are pushing the vaccine mandates and preaching the half the truth is because there's no indwelling power. When there's indwelling power, it convicts you to speak the truth and nothing but the truth. Come on. When there's indwelling power, listen to me. The indwelling power means that it's not my ability. It's His ability in me and through me. His ability in me and through me. Maybe you didn't read the Word of God, but He says that when the Spirit of God comes upon you, He changes you into another man. He, in other words, if you are not bold, He comes and makes you bold. Come on, when you are timid, He makes you strong. Come on, when you are weak, He comes upon you and He comes within you and He changes you forevermore. Therefore, therefore, listen to me right now. Jesus says when He comes, He'll be within you. So He's within us to convict the world of the sin. The Bible says he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And that same Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us and changes our lives. In other words, so that I want to be like I used to be. He changes me forevermore. This is why people struggle with sin. It's because they don't have that indwelling power. When you have the indwelling power on the inside of you, you don't want to sin. Because he gives you the ability to rule and reign over sin. Any man, any woman that has the indwelling power of God don't have to worry about temptation. What did Jesus say to Peter? He said, now, I've said this here before, but let me say this again. Jesus spoke to Peter, and he said to him, Simon, who does man say that I am? We all know the story. When Simon told him that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus changed his name. He said, now I will call you Peter. And on, on, on this rock, we'll, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. 
When Jesus went to, to prayer in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he told Peter to pray. But when he found Peter, he found him doing what? Sleeping. And the church is busy? Sleeping. And what did Jesus say to him? He didn't say, Peter. He said, Simon. In other words, Jesus went back to his old nature. And then he said to his old nature, he says that the, 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 the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Then he goes on, he says, pray lest you fall into temptation. The devil never tempts the new creation in Christ. He always tempts the old man. You didn't hear me. Jesus didn't say, Peter, if you don't pray, you will fall into temptation. No, he said, Simon, you will fall into temptation. Hear me, let me say this again. So when you have the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost, he comes to stay on the inside of you. You are a new nature. You know what people don't realize is part of being born again means that you have the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of you. We think born again is just saying a prayer up in this line and that's it. No, now you have power that changes you. Power that changes you. In the old man, the old nature, you had, you had doubt and you had fear. But in the new man, perfect love cast out fear. Come on, now I don't have any more fear, no more unbelief. I'm powerful in God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why? For the word says, He's greater that's in me. He's greater than the one who's in this world. Am I speaking to you right now? Therefore, if you have the indwelling power of God, fear has no more authority over you. You don't speak what you feel. You speak what you believe. It changes everything. You don't go to a hospital room and say, poor you. You go to the hospital room with the new you, come on, with the indwelling power of God and says, I have come to give you life and that in abundance through the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Even when the doctors gives up hope, even when the enemy tries to devour your family, you have power working on the inside of you. Power that this world does not have. Power that makes angels stand on attention and demons to flee. That's the power that we have. That's the power that we have. Christians are not doormats to trample upon. Come on, we are a people of God separated with indwelling power. Hallelujah. And where I go, atmosphere shifts in Jesus' mighty name. Shout yes. yes. Simon, can't you pray? Pray lest you fall into temptation. That temptation comes when there's no, no, no substance of prayer and presence of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And what people do now is, let me just say this as it is, without that indwelling power, people don't mature. So what do we do? We go from church to church for a prophetic word. Do you have a prophecy for me? But that indwelling power, you hear His voice. Nothing against prophecy, we prophesy. But people must come to a place of maturity. Where I don't have to run from church to church to hear God. But I know that I know that I know that He's on the inside of me. And when I cry out, He listens to me too. Because God is not a respecter of man. If He listens to my pastor, He can listen to me too. Are you listening to me right now? We mature. We mature in our Christian walk. There's 10 things that I want to touch on. What happens to a man? With the indwelling power of God comes to stay. But listen to the Bible. It says in the book of Ephesians. Let's open it up. Ephesians chapter 3. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. I'm going to read two, two passages quickly. 
It says, now to him who is able. Now, I want to just pause there for a minute, but I love that. Now to him who is able. Now to, who, to him who is able. God is always able. You watching me, you listening to me right now, I tell you, God is always able. People might fail you, forsake you, but God is able. Now, hear me, somebody needs to hear me. You have to take off your eyes from what you see. When Jesus, when Peter looked to Jesus, he was walking. When he looked away from Christ, when he listened to the voices on the boat, he started sinking. You will have to understand that that power that works in you, you listen to one voice, and that's the Spirit of God. It's quiet. You hear me? You want to see breakthrough in your life? Stop listening to the voices on the boat. And start looking and listening to the one who's greater. Listen to the one, come on, who smite cancer by the lifting of his finger. Come on, listen to the one who crushes the enemy's head. Listen to him. He's able. Now to him who is able to do, ooh, I love it, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Oh, I like that. To Him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Now, to Him who is able, just go back. It says, to Him who is able. This doesn't speak about Jesus. It speaks about our Father. Our Father is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to what? To the power that works in us. You didn't get that one. He says, God can do more, far more than what you can ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. What power? The indwelling power. By the way, let's go on to the next verse, Colossians chapter 129. Listen to what he says. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. In other words, there's his working in me, and by the way, he works it through me mightily. The power that God has given us, that indwelling power. God works that indwelling power in us to do far above what we can ever ask or think. In other words, I don't have to feel like I'm not good enough. If I'm born again, there's a power in me that activates the blessing of God and the promises of God, which is yes and amen. Am I speaking to you? Why do I say that? Because one of the, one of the things that you need to understand with the indwelling power, number one is... It's a guarantee. You have received the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that you are saved. Now, let me explain something to you. There's a big difference between when the unrighteous prays and when the righteous prays. When the unrighteous prays, the Bible says God does not listen to the unrighteous person. The only prayer that God listens to from the unrighteous is the sinner's prayer when they repent before God. So there's a difference between my praying and the world's praying. I'm not speaking to you right now. Why is that? It's because I am part of a new covenant. I, when, when I pray, God sees a seal on me. That's the indwelling power, the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. That shows God that I am saved. Because every man that's born again received the gift of the Holy Spirit on the inside of him. And that's not baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's part of your salvation. And therefore, without that indwelling power, you will always live a life that's defeated. Now, I'm speaking to at least five people. When you know the indwelling power of God in you, you no longer live a life as a victim. 
boo me and shame me. You live a life more than a conqueror. Doesn't matter what you see coming your way. You have the Spirit of God in you. Therefore, you have to open up your mouth and speak the Word of God. Declare the things that you want to see. Declare the things that you want to see. Go away. You have the power to say, Mountain, I come against you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I break your power. I command you to move from here to there in the name of Jesus. You have that power. So we run around. What does God say to me? What does God say to me? This is what God says to you. Shut your door and get personal with Him. He wants to speak to you. He wants to reveal His power through you. This is why people always say, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. God's not asking you to afford anything. He's asking you to believe Him. When you have that indwelling power of God, you realize, I'm not a citizen of this earth. (laughs) I'm a citizen of heaven. Now hear me quickly. The Bible says this, that priests, only priests could enter the Holy of Holies once a year. Just once a year to offer a sacrifice of sin. What they would do is they would take the blood of a lamb and sprinkle it on the mercy seat. And ask God for forgiveness for the nation. Once a year. And if God allowed and accepted it, the nation was forgiven. Once a year, a priest. But the Bible goes on now in the New Testament and he calls us, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a city that cannot be shaken. Are you listening to me? A royal priesthood. What people don't realize is royal priesthood, royal, royalty means that you're a king. Because he says in the book of Revelation that God called us kings and priests unto himself. Two things to understand that when you are born again, you are adopted into a new family. Now, I want to go deep with you today. Uh, I pray to God that you will hear me. When you are born again, there's a change in your nature. How many of you understand when Jesus took the cross upon his shoulders and he was walking through the Via Dolorosa? He had a wooden beam upon his shoulders and he couldn't walk because of the heaviness and because of the punishment that he already took on him and he started falling. And they got a guy next to the road called Simon and they told Simon to come and help Jesus. How many of you realize that? It's in the Bible. And Simon got next to Jesus Christ and he helped him walk with this wooden beam upon his shoulders. What most people don't realize is God planned and ordained that day. If Jesus wanted to, he would have walked to that cross by himself. But he wanted to show Simon and he wanted to show the world something different. What he was doing was, the Bible says this, Take my yoke and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what he was telling Simon, when Simon was basically getting next to him, what he was actually saying was, Now there will be a divine exchange my life for your life i'll take your yoke simon and i want you to take my yoke oh is are you listening to me i want you to take my yoke upon your shoulders and i'll take your yoke upon my shoulders this is what people need to understand hallelujah when there's salvation that came there's a divine exchange now i'm giving all my faults all my iniquity all my pain all my love all the problems i exchange it for his life so that when God the Father looks at me, He looks at His perfect Son. Come on, that was without spot and blame. The Bible says this. Let's go on. Listen to me. Hebrews chapter 4 says that we have a great high priest that intercedes for us forever. 
He says that he knows exactly what we are going through because he was tempted just as us, yet without sin. So he was sinless. The book of Hebrews says this clearly that Jesus had no sin. He had no sin. He was clean. He became our sin. He became our priest that intercedes for us forevermore. Now we thank God that when I give my life to the Lord, now I'm adopted. There's a change of nature. There's a divine exchange. In other words, I take his yoke, which is easy. In other words, when you're going through something, do you know what you need to do? Stop saying, Lord, look at my problem. And start saying, Lord, I thank you that I can give you my problem. That I give it over into your hands. Because you promised me that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So Lord, this one I'm bearing right now is too heavy. So I thank you that I can exchange it and give it to you, Lord. Because I want to remind you, I am royalty. Lord, I'm a king in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to you? You fight things in your life and you never see breakthroughs because you try to carry it. While Jesus says, learn of me. Exchange your yoke for my yoke. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You, you come with, you have bladder problems. You have cancer issues. You've got doctors and medical reports. It's yours as long as you want it. But I know a man who took all my punishment, all my sickness, all my blame on him. And he says, no, exchange your yoke for his yoke. Give it to him. So in other words, now there's a new DNA in me. Your earthly father might be a failure. I'm telling you, your heavenly father is the greatest father. He will never find anybody as perfect as him. So in other words, you will not mount up like your father. They told you, you will be just like your father. I'm here telling you, if you are redeemed from the Lord, you will not be anything like your earthly father. You will be like your heavenly father. There's a change in me. Let me be blunt and say this. This is why when you're born again, there's no external affairs. I am the husband that my father wants me to be for my wife. I am the woman of God that God wants me to be for my husband. Hallelujah. There's a, there's a, my God, there's a nature that died in me the day I said yes to Jesus Christ. And I don't allow the enemy to come with temptation. Temptation cannot come. I said temptation cannot come as long as you have the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost in you. Therefore the Bible says sin will have no more dominion over you because your nature has been changed. Your DNA has been changed. Don't worry about this vaccine that will alter your DNA. Let me tell you something. When I gave my life to Jesus Christ, my DNA changed. Hallelujah. I don't have the familiar curses. I have no family curse. I'm blessed beyond the curse. I'm redeemed. Do you believe that? If you believe that, jump to your feet and give Jesus 30 seconds of crazy praise. Hallelujah. Redeemed. So my walk changes. Everything is different now. Because I am, I am continually conscience about the power that is at work on the inside of me I don't go to a place looking for a problem I go to a place being the solution because God has put us on the earth to be the answer to a lost and dying world do you know that you have the authority and the power in you here that when you release it it must happen what you said 
Your business busy dying. The reason why it's busy dying is because you allow people to speak deaf over it. Instead of saying zip your lip. I'm not here to speak about bad news. I'm not the bearer of bad news. I'm the bearer of good news. Hallelujah. I'm the bearer of good news. And whatever I declare must be established. My children don't want to serve the Lord. They don't have a choice. You speak it into existence by faith. Hallelujah. My children will never change. No, they have no choice. The reason why they will never change is because you made up your mind. And by the way, you're going to stand before God for your kids. But when you take up your position and say, this is it. From this day, you're going to serve God. I don't care if you don't like it. Listen to me. Your children don't like church. They're 12, 13. Stay at home. No, no. You drag them to church. Because something will happen. Oh, you better hear me. Something will happen. While they sit and being exposed under the anointing of God, there will be a pooling in them. The Holy Ghost will start to work. There's a power that's in work, Michael. There's a power that works in us. And that power will get them to the cross of Calvary. That's the only hope. That's the only hope. The Bible says that the message of the cross is foolishness to the world, but unto us it's the power unto salvation. Listen, there's a change in me. When the indwelling power came, everything in me was different. As a man thinketh, so is he. So the way I started thinking changed. When I was in the world, I fought like this world. I tried to work it out like this world. But now that I'm saved, I believe that I'm royalty. My father is the king of kings and the lord of lords. Shouldn't be this quiet now. You, you, I pray that there will be a revelation that will come to you. That you would realize the hour is here right now. Where we need the Holy Ghost power more than ever before. Not just words. Not one line. It's not great cliches. We need a power that will stir up on the inside of us. That will declare the word of God. And nations will shake because of your words. Hallelujah. You know, when I just said that, I heard him say it's time to march around Jericho's walls. It's time to walk on that property and declare the word of God by faith. Wherever you sit in your word, wherever I put my foot, you'll give it to me. You know what people do? They pray wrong. They go to the Lord and say, Lord, if it be thy will, Lord, you know, change people's hearts and just, you know, if it's your will, let this property come. But if not, well, whatever, Lord, I'll rent for the rest of my life and, you know, just do what. But God's spirit that dwells on the inside of you changes the way you speak. You, you start to change when you march around that hospital room. You don't say, Lord, if it be thy will. Oh, Lord, I beg you. You declare the word of God by faith. Lord, your word says that you are the resurrection and you are the life. I declare life in this hospital room. I declare the power of God. Come on. That's what you do. You march around that property and you say, Lord, your word says, wherever I put my foot, it's mine. I take it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Your boss says that you will never get that raise. It's not up to him. You walk into that, you walk into that business like a big shot. It's your business. Father, I declare your favor in my workplace. I declare, Lord, that you will, you will deal with that man. I prophesied over a guy one day. I said, the Lord says you're praying for a raise. God says Monday morning you get your raise. That guy came back, he testified, he says, let me just say something. When you said, you're going to get a raise, I said to myself, you don't know my boss. He's the most stingiest man alive. 
He says, Monday morning, my boss called me and he says, listen, I got no idea why I do this. I don't want to do this, but I need to do this. Here's a race. Because it's not up to them. We have that indwelling power that's working on the inside of us that can change everything around us. You don't like what you see, you better change what you say. Change your belief system. Change what you believe and declare it by faith. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The reason why people are negative is because their hearts is negative. I'm speaking to people that knows, that listen, that cries out to God and says, Lord, I need that power in me. I need that power in me. Look at your sugar diabetes pills and all of your, 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 your blood sugar level pills. And you say to those pills, pills, hear the word of God. You are not my source. You are not my healer. Greater is he that lives in me. Come on, tell your neighbor, something is going to happen for me this day. Come on, something is going to change for me this day. You know, I think that people think constantly that God is angry at us. The Bible says God is angry at the sinner. But He's not angry at the righteous. He's a father to the righteous. A loving father. A good father. So therefore, you can act like the father on the earth. Jesus says, I give you the keys. This means do what I was supposed to do. Jesus went to heaven in his flesh to represent us. So today we can represent him on the earth. As it is in heaven. So it shall be <laughs> on the earth. I have a few more minutes. So the indwelling power brings forth that new birth experience that Jesus spoke about. He says, unless a man is born again, he'll never inherit the kingdom of God. When there's an indwelling power in you, everything changes. Again, your nature changes. How many of you understand God knows everything? How many of you know that? And just before God wanted to release Egypt from, or, or Israel from the hands of Egypt, He chose a man that most people would have said, no ways. God will never use him. God used the stutterer. A guy that cannot speak, too shy. Why does God do that? Because God always is in the miraculous. Everything that the world says, no ways. God says, let me show you. Everything that people say cannot be done. I love it when people say it cannot be done. I said, I love it when people say it cannot be done. Because that's when God steps in. When science says it cannot be done, that's when God steps in. When people say you will not be able to do it, that's when God steps in. Are you listening to me? Lord, why do you want to use me? I can't even speak. Don't worry. I'm going to speak through you. I don't care if you stutter. I just want to see if you are available. I'll take your stutter. I'll take your clutter. I'll change it. I just want to speak through you. That's it. That's the only thing he wants to do. And then God says, What's that in your hand? He said, Lord, this is a rod. But yet God knows it's a rod. He knows all things. What's in your hand? It's a rod. Now, if you look at a rod, a rod symbolized character. If you study a rod, people in biblical times that walked with a rod was a man of a high stature. Shepherds walked with a rod. Leaders walked with a rod. And so God says, what's in your hand? Basically what Moses says, it's my character. This is my nature. It's a nature that fails. Lord, this nature sometimes struggle to believe it's like thomas lord i believe 
help my unbelief. Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Lord, I believe, but just help my unbelief. So your, your rod, the rod was character. So before God done the miraculous through Moses and for a nation, God used one man to deliver a nation. But what God was after was his character, his nature. So in other words, this is my nature. God says it's not good enough. Throw it away. He threw it on the ground. The rod became a serpent. What did Moses do? Moses fled from the serpent. God said, don't flee from it. Pick it up again. And, and he picked it up by the tail. And so two things here is that this is what's in a man. Man has got the character of a serpent. The Bible says there's nothing good that dwells in man. Un unless you are born again, then you have the character of Christ in you. Are you listening to me? So he was fleeing when God revealed to him, that's, that's what man is without me. That's your character without me. Snake. We love you today and tomorrow we curse you. Come on. I love you. <laughs> Some people are not loyal to you. They are loyal to the need of you. When their need changes, so do you. So they say, bye. They're not, they're not loyal to you. They're, they're loyal to what you can do for them. And when that dries up, they don't need you no more. Then they go to another one and they are like leeches, you know. Listen to me. We've got characters of serpents, snakes. There's nothing good in a man. Then God says, pick it up at the tail. Number one, the reason why at the tail is because this is what God said. The enemy, the serpent, will never be the head. When you deal with the enemy, you pick it up by the, by the tail. <laughs> you don't even have to approach him head on because he's not equal to you. You deal with this thing from the back. You pick it up and it will change. And when he, when he picked it up, the Bible says it became a rod again. Now there's a change in scripture. It doesn't say now it's the, the rod of Moses. It says it's the rod of God. In other words, now Moses was ready to go to Pharaoh. Because now he's not going to go with his stuttering with his disabilities, with his insecurities. Now he's going on a mandate with the very nature of God himself. And I'm telling people here today, this is the only way to cross a river, is to die of the old man and get the character of God, that indwelling power within you. And then everything will change. Your stuttering will change. Come on. Your stuttering voice will now be a deliverance voice. Every time you speak, God will do something for you. Shout yes. Come on, number two. So number, number two is the Holy Spirit, the indwelling power, is a guarantee that you are saved. So let me explain this to you. Every time you, you wake up in the morning and you say, oh, I don't go to, go to church. You know, my boyfriend is more important. By the way, I don't know why I say, somebody needs to hear me. You are willing to go to hell over a man that you fornicate with that's hot you really go to hell woman because you have an adulterous relationship listen i'm speaking to somebody so you better hear me if our natures doesn't change now you wake up in the morning there's no need for you for church i question your salvation because when you wake up in the morning it's not how i'm going to hurt somebody it's not how i'm going to lie how i'm going to cheat it's the first thing is lord how can i how can i be a pleasure to you how can i be a blessing to you lord come on you wake up the first thing that you do is there's a song in your heart my goodness i sing my god i sing there's a song in your heart there's a change in you 
There's a change in you. And you know what? You believe that when, when you are born again, you believe that God is good even when you don't get your way. Even when your dad has died and you prayed and you believed, you still believe God is good. You lost your wife, but you still believe God is good. That's when you're born again. When your eyes is not on the things of this world, but it's unto Him. So you can receive the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. Nobody needs to ask me, are you going to go to church? Are you going to work? No, 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 no. There's a change in me. If I could stood next to a rugby field and, and scream my lungs out in my old nature, why can't the new nature glorify the King of Heaven? When you were still drinking, you were in the bar the loudest. Come to church. Because religion has done you wrong. Religion says silence, church. That's not what the Bible says. <laughs> I'm saved, brother. And let the whole world know I'm saved. Jesus says rejoice. Rejoice that your names have been written in the Lamb's book of life. Rejoice that you are saved. Come on. Rejoice. Rejoice that your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. Rejoice. That indwelling power stirs the baptism of the Holy Spirit in you. What's the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The evidence of the baptism is speaking in tongues. And that's the, I believe that that's one of the most thing in, in the body of Christ that people don't understand. the giftings of God. And, the, and, the, and the, uh, uh, also the gift of, of the praying of tongues and interpretation of tongues. When that indwelling power lives in you, the Bible says this clear. You do not know how to pray. Therefore, He intercedes for you with groanings that cannot be uttered. When I pray in the Spirit, it's not me that prays. It's that power that works in me. Are you listening to me? It's that same power that worked and operated through Jesus. It's that same power that raised Him from the dead and starts to pray through me because I don't have words to say. I don't know how to ask God for this. But now, therefore, He stirs it up. This is why Paul says, pray in all occasions in the Spirit. In all occasions. When you have an opportunity, pray in the Spirit. Come on, the book of Corinthians says, don't forbid people to pray in the Spirit. We have to pray in tongues because tongues is a supernatural gateway to the glory of God. When we pray in the spirit no devil in hell knows what we say there's a stirring on the inside of us you better hear me when you pray in tongues faith arises up on the inside of you because he prays God's perfect will through your life are you listening to me we need that indwelling power to change us from glory to glory shout glory if you believe that number four that indwelling power gives us spiritual gifts he releases spiritual gifts to us the nine gifts of the Spirit. And He releases this to us and administers it through us. And the gifts of God is not given so that the prophet, you know, I want to say this because I know this is what's going to happen. The prophetic uh, uh, gift, or I can't say gift, I have to rephrase this nice. The, prophet, the prophetic in South Africa, especially and in Africa, God is going to purify because what people call prophecy is a mockery. And every time you prophesy to make you, yourself look good, it's not from God. The gift never makes a man look good. It edifies people to the glory of God. In other words, God is supposed to be glorified through the gifts, not man. 
and I prophesy. No, please not. Because you're going to speak from your flesh. I don't want to hear what you've got to say. I want to hear from God. Unless it's the oracles of God, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear what color my car is. I know what the color of my car is. I want a prophetic word that will change my whole destiny, my whole destination. Come on, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear, thus saith the Lord. I don't want to hear what God says. I have this against the prophets, that they see lies and they, 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 they declare and prophesy lies. He says, I've never spoken to them, and therefore I will come as a sudden destruction upon them. When we, when we prophesy and we use the gifts, the Holy Spirit never puts an emphasis on any other personality but on Jesus Christ. Hear me, every minister of the gospel, if you are in ministry to have a big name, get a job. Get a job. This is a holy vocation. This is not a job. Hallelujah. I'm not speaking to you. The Holy Ghost will use people in this hour that's all about Jesus Christ. That magnifies the King of Heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, do you feel that power of God? Busy working on the inside of you. This is why I want to tell everybody in Faith City, in the understanding of my voice, you are not an ordinary human being. You are a supernatural being. Come on, with the power of God Almighty working on the inside of you. And by the way, it's working mightily in you. I said it's working mightily in you. And I want to declare this from this morning. Where you go, you will be the help for the world. You'll be the hope for the nations. Come on, you will, strongholds will come down because of you. Cities will be shaken because of you. Come on, I want you to ask the Lord, send in me a fire, Lord, this morning. Touch me with a fresh fire. That indwelling power helps you to understand Scripture and to live by it. People that, le that reads the Bible without the Holy Spirit never understands the Word of God. Therefore, God has given you a helper to read the Word of God through the Holy Ghost and understand it. He's the one that brings it to life over and over and over. So when you start to read the Word, this is what you need to do. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the Word of God and I thank you that you will Make it real. And the word says that you are the one who reveals the things of the heart of the Father. Reveal it to me. I want to walk in revelation. Amen. Are you listening to me? That's very important to understand. To read the Holy, the Holy Scriptures through the word of God. Every time you come to the church, you have to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me. So that the word that I hear, that the enemy doesn't come and steal the seed. Because one day I'm going to be responsible for what I've listened and what I didn't listen to. The word of God, listen, is his highest authority. The highest authority is the Word of God. Therefore, when the Word of God is preached, we have a, a holy respect for the Word of God. Are you listening to me? Number six, that power that lives in you enriches your prayer life. It enriches your prayer life. Let me explain something to you. Most Christians do this. They pray because they feel, if I don't pray, I'm not going to please Him. That's it. You grow up and they teach you you have to pray before you go to bed. Instead of, your life must be a prayer. Are you listening to me? So what I've realized is, that when you have that indwelling power of God, it's not a, I must pray now. You sometimes, you'll feel the pulling of God in your heart. That means, He misses you. It's time to be personal with Him. You'll feel it. You'll drink coffee. You'll watch television. Suddenly there's a, Tears just starts to move you. And you've got no idea why. I'll tell you why. It's because now the Holy Spirit 
that power that lives in you knocks on your heart's door and pulls you because unless he pulls you I said unless he pulls you I said unless he pulls you imagine this you that sit here today God knows exactly why you are here if you have the wrong motive he knows exactly why you are here then you can't pray and say Lord give me breakthrough he knows the motive because there's a power that's working in you and that's just not just any power not just an electric force that's a person that we need the body of Christ needs now He's the only one that can reveal truth to you. People, I, I, I see people, you know, what I do normally in a, in a mall, everybody goes on the escalators like sheep. And I say, where's the stairs? I indoctrinate my own mind. I am not following them. They will follow me. Are you listening to me? Because there's a spirit in me that moves me. Be different. Think different. Shout hallelujah if you're still with me. So he enriches your prayer life. He's the one that pulls you to pray. And I want to say this to you. If God, if you feel to pray, don't say, well, in the next hour. Pray immediately. You know, my wife and I, we, we drove to Durban one day for, for uh, miracle meetings. And she told me that she's going to lay down and sleep a little bit. And I said, I said to her, I'm going to pray. And she slept. And I started just praying in the spirit. And as I prayed in the spirit, I saw a vision right in front of me. I saw I'm going to go through a bend in the road and a car, a vehicle will start to roll, to tumble. And the, the, the accident will so, be so big that the car will be right off. I will not, not even, in the, in the vision, I, I couldn't even recognize the car. But I heard him say, your prayers, your interceding will save his life. And I just prayed in the spirit. Nalene came back up and she said, uh, she, well, we, we just drove, I think, five minutes into a bend. And as I looked up, there's a car rolling. I grabbed, I started crying. I said, I saw this. God just showed me this. And we pulled off the road. And there was Muslim guys pulling off the road. And I leaned and myself, jumped out of the, our car. We ran towards this car. And this guy claim, came out of his car. The car was a write-off. I can't tell you even up to today what car it was. Only with a scratch on his head. And she cried, she screamed to him. She says, Jesus saved your life. If it wasn't for the Lord, you'd have been dead. The Muslims are standing there. Muhammad cannot do that. Buddha cannot do that. Hare Krishna cannot do that. Only Jesus Christ can do that. I said only Jesus Christ can do that. We have a power working on the inside of us that when we pray, things must happen. Hallelujah. Come, I want you to say this with me from this day. When I pray, Miracles will happen. Nothing less. You can't pray and not expect miracles. Come on, that power that dwells in you will move your prayer life from a place of need to a place of signs, wonders, and miracles. You have that power in you. Glory, glory, glory. When you have that power in you, you'll have to forget what people think about you. Oh, look at this nut job believing that Jesus still heals. Well, let me tell you, when you are on your deathbed, this nut job is the guy that you're going to call. I'd rather be a nut job for the Lord than a nut job for this world. Listen, I'd rather be a fool for Jesus. A fool for Jesus than a fool for this world. Glory be to the glam of God. I'd rather lift up holy hands in church and be a man and cry in His presence than sit at the wicked stable. Are you listening to me? 
because I know that there's a hope. I know He's greater that's in me. Greater. He's greater than what you see in that Richelieu bottle. He's greater than what you see in that drugs. He's greater than what you see in the pornography. Come on, there's a power that's working in me and it's working mightily. Yes. That power helps you yield to Him. When, I, when we go into worship, I see a lot of people struggle to get into the presence. You are not called to lift up just hands. Worship is you in the Holy of Holies. The reason why people don't get to the Holy of Holies is they don't yield. They lift up hands. They don't know why they lift up hands. Instead of yielding to the Spirit that lives in you, that will make God real. When you know you worship in Spirit and in truth is when nobody's around you. Your situation, your pain, the argument that you just had doesn't exist. It's just too precious. It's just holy. The only, the only thing that you are aware of is the majestic God, that glorious, splendid Savior. Then you know you're worshiping spirit and in truth. It's not just looking at them, singing a hymn and a her. The Holy Spirit, the power that works in you, helps you to yield your life to the Lord. So you have to say to the Lord constantly, my life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself away. If you can use nothing, here I am. Use me. Amen. You can use a stutterer, healed it. You can use a short guy from South Africa. Praise the Lord. The Bible teaches us that He leads us into righteousness. Remember, the Holy Spirit, that power that works in you, never confirms what you feel. He only confirms the Word. Are you here? You might feel bad. It's not confirming how bad you feel. He confirms the Word. That He's got a hope and a future for you. That everything shall be okay. Listen, this church is the church of the Holy Spirit. We allow the Spirit of God to work freely, to touch the lives of people in whatever way He wants. Amen? And this is, this is what you're going to do from this moment onwards. Whatever you want to do, Lord. Number eight, He gives evidence of new life. New life. How many of you had this that, you know, you, you met up with somebody from your past, a friend, and he says, but yes, you've changed. How many? Yes, you, we don't want to invite him. He, he changed. That's evidence. That's evidence that you're saved. When they still call you. When your worldly friends still have you on, on dial, speed dial. Question yourself. Is my salvation real? If you don't hear from them, it's just because I've changed. Oh, I've changed. Number nine, he grieves when we sin. Did you know that he grieves when you sin? The Holy Spirit grieves when you sin. And then he convicts, the, he convicts the believer. That's why we need the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Ghost, you don't have to ask, you know, you don't have to worry about anything. You know, in South Africa, our schools will have sockies. And then they will, they will ask me, do you send your children to Sockies? Yes. 
Why? For you Christians, no, 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 you don't understand something. I do it for a reason. Because I, I, I drop them at the soki. Not even 30 minutes, they will call me. Can you come and get us? Why? Did something happen? No, we don't belong here. So now, when they are 18, 19, I don't have to worry. Will my children call me at 2 a.m. in the morning at a bar? Being drunk? No, 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 no. We don't belong there. Why? Because there's a power working in me that convicts me of my righteousness. Are you listening to me? We, 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 you know, if you come to a place where everything is, this, everything is the devil, everything is sin, don't drink that, that's the devil. Don't wear that, that's the devil. That's the devil. You don't get this. If everything is the devil, that's the, that's the devil. Amen? Don't touch, don't taste, everything is the devil. Woo, it's the devil. Did you see her red lipstick? That's the devil. Red is the devil's color. Now let me tell you, blood runs red. You see the devil, I see the blood of the Lamb. He convicts you. The Holy Ghost will convince and convict the, the, the Christian that he's saved, he's born again. Shout hallelujah. And then the last one, he seals us until the day of redemption. This is why Jesus says nobody would be able to pluck you out of the palm of my hand. Nobody. Nobody. He knows your name. My goodness, he knows your name. Nobody will pluck him, pluck you out of his hand. You are sealed until the day of redemption. Praise the Lord. You know, when, when Jesus comes back for his church, he's going to look for those who he sees his blood stains on and those who sealed with the Holy Spirit. They will be true gone. You know, it, it might sound strange to you, funny to you, but it's the truth. I was dressing this morning, and as I dressed, I saw it just in the spirit, just in the spirit, like people just, shoo, 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 the elect, just going, just going. And I thought to myself, why am I thinking about this? And then it came to my heart, is there's an urgency. There's an urgency. He's coming back. Oh, he's coming back. Maybe, maybe one morning I'll put on my jacket and shoof. I'm gone and my jacket is on the floor. Maybe, just maybe, one morning I'm just trying to tie my shoe and bang, the angel is calling. Say, come home, my child. Bang, we are gone in the twinkling of an eye. Praise the Lord. But until that day, I said, until that day, we are the hope for this world. We have the answer. There's power that's working on the inside of us. And by the way, everything that I can pray about, that I can ask about, He's got something greater in store for me. You are praying too small. Come on, you are asking too small. You don't believe enough. The Bible says there's a power working in you that will do far above exceedingly what you can ever think or imagine. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Now we have to start to act like that. Declare the word of God. Stop speaking about your problem and start speaking the promise. I said, stop speaking about your problem and start speaking the promise as of God, which is yes and amen. Lift your hands to heaven right now. Father, we give you all the glory. I want to say thank you, Lord, for giving us that indwelling power so that we can hear you for ourselves. People say, God, don't speak no more. Let me say to you something. He speaks now more than he's ever spoken before. We just don't listen. Through that indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, 
God can now communicate directly to me. I have a high priest in heaven in the seats for me. I have the seal of salvation upon my life. My prayer is different than the prayer of the unrighteous. The word of God says the prayer of the righteous avails much. It carries much power. So the Bible says that His power is working in us. And I thank you today, Lord, for that indwelling power that will convince people, that will change their lives, make them powerful. Lord, we ask you for a fresh fire this morning to fall upon your people. Jesus says in His own words that He will come, to, the Holy Ghost will come, He will baptize us with His Spirit and with fire. So Jesus, we ask you for that fire you promised. We ask you for that fire you promised. We ask you for that zeal, Lord. Zeal for our Father's house to eat us up. And I'm praying, Lord, for each one under the sound of my voice that zeal for the Father's house will eat them up. That they will know from this morning who they are. They are kings and priests. A priest is somebody that, that ministers the Lord. And you have the authority as a priest to minister unto the Lord every day. You are a king. This means that you are called to rule and to reign. You are not supposed to be under the circumstances. You're supposed to rule over your circumstances. You are a king. Say, every eyes closed, hear me. The centurion said to the Lord, I'm also a man under authority. When I tell a soldier to come, he comes. When I command him to go, he goes. I'm telling you today that you are a king. And you have the authority. Whenever you say come, they should come. Whenever you say go, they should go. You have the authority. So Father, I give you all the glory for the authority. Through your son. Through that name which is above every other name. And I ask you Lord that no man, no woman that came to this building. With an expectation in their hearts. Will go home the same. I pray that Lord there will be a fresh touch from heaven this morning. That indwelling power. That indwelling power, that the countenance will change. I ask you, Lord, as they, as they go around, that they will be the hope and the help for this world. That people will see Jesus in them. That they will experience heaven on earth. Come on, just lift those hands. There's a, there's a heavy anointing that I feel is falling in this place. Come on, let's lift it up right now. Can everybody stand to their feet right now? Come on. Can we just honor Him for a second or two? Just honor Him. Just honor Him. Lord, we thank You for giving us Your precious Holy Spirit. Paul says the kingdom of God is not in words, but it's in power. Oh Lord, how the church needs the power. We need that power one more time, Lord. That power that will speak through us. The words that you heard this morning is not my words, but it's the Lord's words, the oracles of God. And we ask You, Lord, that we can heal our members to You. And You'll speak through us. Use our mouths. Use our hands. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you can pray in the Spirit, start to pray in the Spirit. Go pray in the Spirit, pray in your own language. But you need to press in right now. Jesus never healed anybody unless they'd moved, they did something. Go bathe yourself. Go present yourself. 
take up your bed and walk. Remove your cloak. Your faith must have an action. It must start to move. God does nothing for the sitters, but He moves for the movers. Come on, I want your faith to start to move right now in this place. Come on, lift up those voices. Come on. Makora masiti le mandichni pramakoro wo zimbro mondichni karabashanta. Let the power of God be revealed in this place. No more unbelief. There's a power that's working in you. No more depression. You can't be depressed when you have that power working on the inside of you. Kora ma ma kora ma hande. Zibara onde mechni kiyanda. Dobora ma 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 shonoromo. Lord, we are thirsty for you. You better heal to him right now. Forget about everybody. And heal to the Lord right now. Heal to his spirit. Rain down your fire in this building. We want to be changed. Don't let circumstances dictate your life. There's a power working in you. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Not your own power, but the power that's working in you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Use us for your glory. Use us for your, for your glory. Touch our lives. Touch our lives, Lord. Touch our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He gives you strength today. He gives you strength. He gives you joy. He gives you peace. Oh Lord, breakthrough for us in this building this morning. Come on, pray. Lift those voices. Start to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on, make your decision this morning. Depression, you have no authority. There's a power working in me. Sickness, you have no authority. Pains, you have no authority. There's a power working in me. Black, you have no authority. There's a power working in me. That's greater than you. Doctors report, you have no authority. There's a power. Lord, we believe that the super is natural. We believe that the super, yes, Lord, is natural. Come on, I want you to all, just for two minutes, to pray with me. Something is going to happen. I want you to pray. Come on, two minutes. Two minutes of prayer. 
What must I pray? <coughs> Lord, change my stone-cold heart. Turn it into a heart of flesh. Make me hungry. Make me acceptable, Lord. Come in this place this morning and change my life. Give me this indwelling power, Lord. I'll never want to be the same again. If you, if you went past that place, now you start to glorify Him. You start to worship Him. Oh, glory be to the Lamb of God. Come on, one minute, 30 seconds. Pray, pray, pray. Don't stop it, people. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Start to heal. Holy Spirit, teach us to heal to you. Teach us to heal to your presence. Don't speak your situation dead. Speak life. It's time, as the Lord says, to march around Jericho again. Declare the word of God. It's time to take territory. Take position. Come on a minute. One more minute. One more minute. I feel the glory of the Lord coming down. Come on, pray, pray, pray. told me your cloud, your presence is coming into this place. We heal to you. Come. You are welcome. You won't go unless you go with us. go come on those to my right the Lord is busy touching you he will work in them just a little bit though touch them Lord I ask you those in the middle section 